Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is March 7th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. Uh, I don't know if you know who Jesus is, but if you don't, we do encourage you to get to know him today. Here's the bad news. I do have to give you that first. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. The good news is our debt or sins have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. He died for our sins, was buried, and was the only person who has risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened, trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, faith in the blood of Jesus, you are saved from eternal damnation. You will begin to want to live for him and not for the world. And as scripture states, we become ambassadors for Christ. So I do welcome back our usual uptime panel. Actually, it's only three of us tonight. Uh, we are missing Brother Bob Hagen and Michael Pels. Um, they are both uh, preoccupied with things. Uh, we are going to keep them in our prayers. I know that uh, Brother uh, Bob has uh, been caught in a snowstorm, and it was not easy for him to get back home. And uh, apparently, I think he's far enough from home where he works, where he just stays uh, where he is, stays put. I'm not quite sure how that whole works out with him, but or for him, but uh, we'll pray for him. And of course, uh, Brother Michael uh, has had uh, um, had some going something going on with his tooth. I know he's uh, he's been in pain recently, so let's make sure that we lift those brothers up in prayer. Okay, and uh, we welcome back Brother Bob Barber and Brother Kevin Huckman, gentlemen. God bless um, you. There you go, Greg. Great to be back as always. Yes, yes. Always. <clears throat> so, what do you think um, of that that intro, guys? What do you? So we're on on uptime air airlines. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Good. Uptime Airline. That, that was a great animation. I don't know how you did it, but that was pretty cool. Well, <laughs> I, like I can't take credit for it, but uh, we'll we'll just put it that way. It was it was in the budget. We uh, uh, we now we have we now have uh, an airline. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, Uptime Air. Yeah, I'm sure everybody would want to be on that one, right? Uh, we try to make sure, brother Bob, all of us can get on there uh, with uh, minimal fee, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Anyway, we have, inter, uh, we have uh, yeah. interdimensional engines on this thing. It just have, <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. right. So, uh, verse of the day: Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. That is Psalm one thirty nine twenty three through twenty four. Mm. Uh, God is good. So, uh, let's start with you, Bob. What's going on? Personally, also going on with me, just having a, you know, another busy week, uh, working on videos and stuff like that. Uh, I got a shout, I'm kind of proud of myself. I got a shout out from Robert Breaker. Uh, he was actually using some of my charts and talking about some of our studies on his latest video. So that's, that's kind of cool. That's awesome. And, uh, he, you know, he, 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 um, went into a lot of stuff about the Revelation 12 sign. And <clears throat> by the way, I got a cold. If I sound like a real horse tonight, that's why. So anyhow, but um, he went into really 
incredible things about the Revelation 12 sign. And it's funny when someone else uses your chart and then starts explaining it, you're like, I didn't see that before, you know. And then he went into about the uh, a lot of really interesting things about the um, about the upcoming uh, next year, April eighth. We have a solar eclipse passing through America. Okay, and he went into all these things how Salem and number thirty three lines up with this thing all over the place. I mean, everywhere thirty three is all over that first eclipse. Salem. Okay, you think about the Salem witch trials, but also Jerusalem, Jerusalem. All right, or the Hebrews call you Jerusalem, you know. So, a lot of interesting things. I'm gonna go back and study that because I like I like seeing all those new interesting things. But he made a really great point about mm -hmm. the uh, Revelation 12 sign, and we talked about it last week. And we talked about how that sign, and he talked about in that video how that sign pretty much marks this seven year Shemitah cycle along with the greatest, the greatest, um, economy the world's ever seen during this Shemitah cycle. And if God is going to use the greatest economy the world has ever seen, all right. And if he's going to do that, he's going to use it to mark this cycle here because this cycle here, like we talked about is the seven years of feast next seven years of seven years of famine. Mm -hmm. We see that setup being, put together right now don't we we see all the see how oh, they yeah. want to blacken out the sun mm -hmm. we see right now how they want to uh you know what they're doing this economy right now i mean i don't i really don't have to say much about it. we all know about it you know the, the great global reset okay the fact that we saw the world's greatest economy take place during this seven-year cycle and now seeing what's ahead of us right kevin it, and, it, and if that's the case then the rapture resurrection has to be around here somewhere. Okay, if this is going to be the seven year tribulation. Amen. 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 Yeah, it certainly feels like um like the last uh you know three years ago they did they, they started up a test run of this of what's gonna you know really transpire during the tribulation, at least the first half. Um and uh the control that has been put under people and the, the whole world came together to do it all at the same time. I mean, it really shows that when they put their minds to it, they can all come together and do really horrible things. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of just like Babel <laughs> all over again. Right. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, so it, it, that's what God said, right? It's like these, these the humans that when they put their minds to it, they can achieve just about anything. And, um, you know, for good or for evil, and unfortunately, right now the wax, the, the, the earth's waxing cold with evil, and it's 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 pretty bad. So, yeah, I think we're all we're all in agreement, Bob, that the the setup is there, the trial run has kind of happened, and uh, the next step is for you know everything to come crashing down so that an antichrist can rise up and uh, you know confirm peace and you know, ultimately do all kinds of lying signs and wonders, deceive many and proclaim himself as God. So, uh, and then we also believe that, you know, before he's revealed, restrainer is removed and that uh, we are, we are that restraining force um, with the Holy Spirit inside of us. We are holding back the evil and the gates of hell cannot prevail against us. So we have to be removed. And right, and by him, yeah, by you saying that uh, we, uh, of course, 
a lot of people tend to say, oh, we're not the ones holding back. It's Jesus holding back. Yeah, well, Jesus lives in us, right? right. According to God's word. We're the body Amen. of Christ, so we're, we're, we're part of him. He's the right. head, we're the body. Amen. And, That's you right. know, yeah. So everything's done through him, of course, but you know, the, the, the key is that we have to be removed. Um, yeah. You know, Jesus is not being removed. We are being removed. <laughs> so, right. you know, the baby's got to get born, right? We're in these labor pains right now. We can we can see them. We can see the whole earth groaning. We can see the labor pains, uh, you know, moving. We we're, we're in the middle of this uh, this this bad time right now, which is just going to get worse. It's also known as the beginning of sorrows. We're that we're clearly in that because the all the signs of the beginning of sorrows that Jesus said would be the beginning of sorrows. Just the beginning. We are experiencing those things. And the only thing that's really kind of, um, you know, hasn't really manifested itself worldwide quite yet is famines. And yet they're calling 2023 the year of the famines. So, I mean, Bob, it kind of go, coincides with what you're talking about, which is there's a feast followed by 10, seven years of famine. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. famine's right there. So uh, I think it's pretty obvious that we're in this transitionary period and, um, you know, the rapture resurrection could happen at any time at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't you think know, it would surprise any of us. Go ahead. Are we going to say something? No, I, was saying, I don't think it would surprise any of us at this point. Hmm. You know, a uh, great point you made there, Kevin, about the uh, – you know, the hand the hand of restraint, the Holy Spirit. Now, we know the Holy Spirit never leaves, okay? The Holy Spirit doesn't never, never leaves the earth, all right? It just changes right. strategies, okay? Right now, the Holy Spirit is manifested. The representative of Christ on earth right now is currently the body of Christ. Yeah. We are the current representatives right now, okay? Not Israel. They're still in blindness, okay? But eventually, when we go into a new dispensation, the the, rep, the current rep, representation has to be removed so that the way the proper representation during Daniel's 70th week will take over. That will be the two witnesses, 144,000, all right? And those tribulation saints who are going to be preaching and stuff like that, you know, fighting off the mark of the beast. So we are just currently, the, we are just currently right now the current representatives, right? It's not the Pope, right? People out there, he, he's a... Jesus is representative on earth. My goodness. You know, I grew up with that stuff, whatever. But no, the body of Christ is God's current representative here on earth. But the age of grace is coming to an end. And when that, of course, makes sense. Our our time here is finished. Age of grace is finished. We no longer represent the gospel. We no longer represent God. Why? Because of the new gospel. Mm -hmm. And that's why, once again, we are removed. So there's no confusion about gospels. God doesn't want confusion down here, right? He's he's not a God of confusion, right? He gives a, 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 a mind of peace, joy, a sound mind, okay? That's right. So with that, with just knowing that, anybody that says, oh, I don't believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, you know, you got to study the whole Bible. You got to understand how these things event. And it kind of, you know, uh, uh, Isaiah 28.10, how do you build doctrine? You know, here a little, there a little, okay? Uh, doctrine upon doctrine upon doctrine, okay? And that's how you build doctrine, okay? So um, I'm not sure that's exactly exact what the verse says there. I might have to bring it up. <laughs> but um, but the fact of the matter, there it is. 
for precept. That's what it was. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So that's how the proper way to build doctrine biblically. How do you use biblical information to build doctrine? This is how you do it. Okay. You look at pictures in the Bible. You look at patterns. All right. And this is why people get so angry, Kevin. We talk about this all the time. They can't find the rapture in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, I can find a rapture in the Bible. It's uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, 17. Caught up. Okay. It's just, you know, it's just an English language instead of hard podzo, maybe like in the Greek. All right. But exactly. if he just studied the whole word of God, and like I said before, makes sense how we cannot be here preaching another gospel while you have people dying facing the mark of the beast. You know, if people face the mark of the beast while we're preaching grace, Greg, uh-huh. how's that going to work? Oh, I thought there was grace, even consisting. No, no more grace. Why? Because it's done. It expired. Not yeah. Right. It's not going to, it doesn't work. It doesn't, it's, it's like oil and water. It doesn't work. It doesn't mix. Mm-hmm. They just don't, the two don't mix. Right. Yeah, it's obvious there's, there's two different things going on. One is before you're going to have tribulation. Sure. And you, but the, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And then it, we are going to be up there glorifying and praising and then you have a second group, which actually is going to be worn out by the Antichrist. He wears out the saints. He overcomes the saints. There's going to be massive amounts of killing, martyrdom, beheading by the harlot, and then by the uh, uh, by the beast system. And those who who take the mark are going to be going to be beheaded. They're going to be killed, and they're going to be underneath the altar. And they're going to be crying out, saying, "How long is this going to last?" And they're going to be they're going to be asking for vengeance. It's a it's it's two different groups. It's it's clear and it's it's clearly two different groups in Revelation as well as you pointed out. We pointed out last week, right, Greg? I mean, you said there, you know, there's this multitude that's around the throne praising, and then there's this other multitude that's come out of the great tribulation and they're given white robes for a little while. So it's two different groups. Two it's two different, different things. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty I obvious, at least pretty, to us. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. I, I at think least so. to us. Yeah, at least. Well, uh, right, at least to us. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but but I think that that um, you you really need to 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 search and you need to to see all the the patterns and God's character and then those passages there and the passages in you know Revelation, the passages in uh, Thessalonians. Uh, you mix all that stuff up. And you don't separate them into different time frames and groups. Well, you're going to have problems, and people have problems like that because they, they, some people think that we're still under the law, and, mm-hmm. and and that was a different time. That that was a different group of people that were under the law. We're not under the law, and so we, you know, if you mix them all up, you're not rightly dividing, and that that's really what rightly dividing at its core. The after you know before it gets too far out there, that's really where you, you need to be, where, where you're, you're rightly dividing these different time frames, these different groups, these different things that happen during these time frames, and then you don't start getting things mixed up. And I think that that's, that's kind of um, the error that some people have. Yeah. If you don't rightly divide the word of God, you're in trouble. 
All right. Your yeah. works are going to be uh, you're going to be ashamed of your works. The Bible says, mm. you know, and, uh, you know, that just goes back to once again, you know, it's like, how could somebody be ashamed of the work? You know, but Jesus said that there will be those who in that day, they'll say, Lord, Lord, didn't I do mighty works in your name? Mm. Did I do, didn't I, you know, heal people in your name? Did I do just all these incredible works in your name? Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, depart from me. I, depart from me. I, I never knew you. Right. Okay. That always scared me, man. I don't know about you guys. Mm. I was like, man, I mean, I, 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 sure. I, I, I was like, before I, I read it all, before I understood it all, I mean, they just put some YouTubers out there, they'll just pull some stuff and they'll throw it mm. out there and they tr- they're trying to make it fit somewhere to make sure you go, make sure you keep that Sabbath on the Saturdays, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like hardcore into all these works. And mm-hmm. this is even, even after I got on YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still learning, yeah. you know. I I want to apologize to the audience too for last week that we kind of had uh, a little ignorance in a certain area, specifically in the area of covenant theology. We didn't really cover the topic. And I believe uh, it was Robert Breaker that was asked the question regarding that and his thoughts on it. And we didn't really cover the topic so much, but I think it's important to actually understand what it really represents. I did bring something up here uh, in regard to Got Questions. This is from gotquestions.org. They do a good job on explaining it. Uh, So covenant theology isn't so much a theology in the sense of a systematic set of doctrine as it is a framework for interpreting scripture. It's usually contrasted with another interpretive framework for scripture called dispensational theology. So it's in contrast to dispensationalism, which we pretty much go, uh, you know, we're pretty much under here, uh, and especially in the area of rightly dividing. Mm -hmm. But um, that's kind of giving you an idea of the covenant theology, and I believe it does kind of stem a little bit from um, Calvinism as well. Uh, So you can get a little bit more understanding of covenant theology um, by doing your own research. And we do we do recommend everyone do their own research, too, here on Uptime, right? We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We're not coming here putting ourselves up on a pedestal saying we have all the answers, okay? We don't. Um, we, we are all acting together um, as a community, as a group, to figure these things out, to learn, to grow together. And that is ultimately what one of the reasons the uptime was created so that we can do this together. Because most of the time you're sitting in a church and you really don't have uh, much say, you know, you'll listen to the pastor, the pastor tells you something, but you really don't have uh, much of a voice. We do want you to have a voice here and we want you to bring up uh, this information in which somebody did too last week, brought that up in the chat, but we were getting to the end of the program and, you know, we, we didn't get to acknowledge that. So we do apologize for that. Um, but sure, go to gotquestions.org. That gives you a little bit of an understanding of a covenant theology. It is in contrast to, stark contrast to dispensationalism. Um, with that said, it looks like Kevin dropped out. Hopefully he's all right. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, sorry to bore you, Kevin, with the covenant theology thing. Covenant theology. Yeah. <laughs> So you bring up covenant theology and that's it. You're done. Um, so, uh, Bob, I don't know if you had taken any thought into any of this or that question in particular, but I did. And yeah, uh, covenant I was, theology, I, was I wasn't, and, uh, Robert Breaker wasn't familiar with it. I'm not familiar with it either. This helps here. Basically what it looks like to me is just people trying to implement the law. All right. You know, I love people who try to try to get saved by the works 
because I'm like, okay, if you want to get saved by your works, fine. Which works saves you? It can't be a combination of them. So which works saves you? Okay, because I know how I'm saved. The moment I have faith, the moment my spirit says, I have faith that Jesus finished works to save me, and it's the only thing that could save me. Okay, that's when I get saved, and that's proven in the Bible in Ephesians 2, uh, in Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Ephesians 1, 13, 14, and Ephesians 4, 30. Okay, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. All right, let's go on and on. All right, but there is nothing in the Bible, especially in the Testament or even Paul's teachings, that says, okay, you want to get saved? Great. Here is the things you got to do. Here's where you got to go. Here's your pilgrimage. All right, this is the work you got to do. This is when you got to do it. This is how many times a week you got to do it. Did he ever talk like that or say anything like that anywhere? No, it's always say is always faith, faith, faith in the finished works of Jesus Christ to get saved. That's it. Amen. No works of the flesh gonna. No works that you could do in the flesh will be able to atone for your sins anywhere. Okay, the final works that Jesus did that involved flesh was his death at the, at death at the cross. Mm-hmm. Right when he shed his blood. After that, it was done, finished. Mm-hmm. Even he said across, it is finished. Right. Okay, for all sin. No more works. Amen. All right? And for us, for the age of grace, we are saved by grace through faith. Okay? You know, I will, uh, I'm fine with people that come on here. We've had guests on here, Greg, that say, oh, the tribulation doesn't begin to mid-trib. Or there is no rapture. All right? But, but, but then they're like, but the only way to get saved is through Jesus' finished works of the cross, faith in his blood, all right, to save you. All right? You know, I can get along with people like that. But the ones that say, no, 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 you're not saved by grace. You got to do these works. Okay, that's where I draw the line, guys. I draw the line to no, you are wrong. You might be wrong about the rapture. You might be wrong about this and this and that. That's fine. It will all work out. Don't worry. Okay. But you're going if you're going around telling people to depend on their works and to focus on their works instead of on the blood of Jesus Christ, you're in trouble. Okay. I think that's the, Bible, the key, Bob. What's that? No, I think that's the key, is that if you go around telling people something contrary to what the Bible says, you're going to be held account to that. You know, that's, I mean, keep it to yourself. (laughs) You know, I mean, if you really don't go out there and start professing a different gospel, okay, because you are going to be held account to that teachers and and evangelists and pastors and so forth and people who preach are going held to be held to a different account so if you're going to go out there and you're going to be on your you know have your doctrine and tell everybody that they need to do this this and this and start making up a new gospel i'm telling you you're you're putting yourself in in, in a position where you could lose rewards and you could lose position and status and things like that. That's not a good thing to do for eternity. Keep that to yourself. I mean, if you want to have your doctrine, keep it to yourself and you can work that out with Jesus later. But don't start telling everybody else what your doctrine is and having them follow your doctrine. That's not the way to go. I mean, like I said, that's his trouble. I think it was 10 years ago that there was 23,000 sects of Christianity. (laughs) I can only imagine what it is now. <laughs> right. 
Exactly. So, uh, well, yeah. you got to think that twenty three thousand sects are go are going to have uh, you know a, a, a discussion <laughs> with Jesus, <laughs> and uh, you know because I mean because as we talked about, Greg, there is going to be unity ultimately, right? There is gonna there is gonna be the perfect, and uh, yeah. so there but there's gonna be a lot of things to work out. Um, in order uh, to have people all agree and come to the same understanding. Yeah, mm -hmm. but people are looking for that unity now, and they want <laughs> that now. And some of those groups we know of, we spoke about last week, the NAR, right? One of them being, right. uh, you know, National um, Apostolic uh, Reformation, right? Or the New yes. Apostolic the Reformation, new. excuse me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they want now. This is the kingdom now, Right. Right. Sure. Who doesn't want Jesus to come now? We want Jesus to come now. Uh, but we are discern discerned on certain aspects of this. We are reading scripture. We're making sure we're not going to be deceived because Jesus warns us that there will be major deception in these last days in the time of the, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the, the you know, the time of trouble, time of Jacob's trouble, well, which will be coming. But the time of sorrows, right? The beginning of sorrows is what I'm referring to. So yeah, this time, this is the time where we have to be alert that these things that we see are coming and you know, we believe are going to be unifying the body are really going to be unification toward the Antichrist and they're going to be part of Antichrist spirit. Scary, mm -hmm. scary. We have to, we really have to come together as a, as a group and a community. We are probably the very few here, all of us here, all of the audience here that are keeping an eye on this thing and we'll probably get some heat, get a lot of heat about it, especially with the so-called revivals that are happening right now. Fine. We can take the heat. <laughs> we're, 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 you know, we're going to stay in the kitchen. We're, we're, we can take it. I mean, literally nice. look at that. That is part of having faith. I mean, mm -hmm. is that you trust in, in Jesus. I mean, this movement is people trusting in themselves. You see, they're saying that we need to do something in order to bring about the second coming. How is that faith? How is there any faith in that? I mean, if, if there is a perfect timing and an appointed time for all these things to happen, how are humans involved with that? How are, how are we doing something in order to make that happen? I, I, I just... It, it, it's just a whole, it's a paradox there. It, it's, it's the antithesis of actually having faith in Christ is having faith in yourself and thinking that you can do something in order to achieve salvation or achieve the second coming. Okay. That is not our job. Our job is to believe. Our job is to have faith. Then our job is to preach the gospel to all nations. So we do that. And then we are saved, we earn rewards, and we are going to be rewarded for having that faith and for doing those good works. But if you start saying that these works are what's getting me into heaven, then you don't have faith that Jesus's blood and the shedding of his blood on the cross and his resurrection was enough. You're adding to it, you see? You're adding, you're absolutely. And how is that faith? That, that's, that's faith plus something else and something else. you're not saved by faith but plus something else you're saved by grace through faith very well right. the holy the holy spirit will not re the holy spirit will not enter your bodily temple 
and regenerate your spirit for some work that you do. No. Okay, because if that was the case, then wouldn't like every other saint throughout history have the same experience right. of all the works that they'd done? I mean, Abraham did a lot of work. Okay, he still ended up in the belly of the earth. All right. So with that being said, in order, so if you think the Holy Spirit's going to enter your body and regenerate your spirit based on some good deeds that you do, like a lot of people believe, mm. or keeping the Sabbath, or trying to keep, keep the commandments, you know, you're not perfect. None of us are perfect. The Bible says we fall short of the glory of God on a daily basis. All of us. Okay. Don't, don't tell me you're all great and awesome just because you can string three or four days together <laughs> without falling too heavily into sin. Okay. <laughs> God looks at your whole timeline, your entire life. Okay, He looks at your whole timeline. There's any, if there's any imperfection in your timeline, all right, you're a throwaway, all right. But Jesus fixes all that. It's like you said, Kevin. In order for the Holy Spirit to enter you, what has to happen? You must have faith. Your spirit must proclaim to the Lord, "Hey, I believe what He did for. Me. I believe what You did for me. I believe. Please take me." I know you're the only way. I know how this whole thing, I understand the blood. I understand, I understand how it's applied to my life. I know. I understand how it covers my sins. I understand that I'm deserving of hell. I deserve that. I'm, yeah, I know I have to receive your spiritual DNA, be born again. I understand all that, okay? And once you come to the point where you understand all that, then I think at that point you could truly believe, and that's when the Holy Spirit enters you truly, and you're truly regenerated and sealed at that point. But you're talking about that uh, the Asbury revival. I tried watching that for a while. You know, I noticed that they never leave videos up. You know how we do uptime. We'll leave videos up. I'll leave it up for at least a week before I take mm-hmm. it down. But I'll put it on Rumble because I'm afraid the government or YouTube is going to hit me with something later. So all of you watching, mm-hmm. my videos are on Rumble. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I noticed that they don't leave videos up on the channel. Because I just want to play it in mm-hmm. the background. Work and just listen. What's going on? What's being said? And mm-hmm. I listened to some of them when they, when they preached. They had one person that came close and said, Jesus died for our sins. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and he just, and that was it. I was like, okay, he died for our sins. What does that mean, Kevin? What right. does that mean, Greg? He died for, it was, somebody explained to me, okay, if he dies for my sins. And why, why didn't Jesus come 4,000 years ago and die for our sins? Why did we mm-hmm. have to go through all this? Up to 2,000 years ago. Why did he come 2,000 years later? Okay. Not only that, Bob, that's only half. What sin? (laughs) I mean, right. And and what, right. And the definition of sin, but that's only half of it. I mean, if Jesus died and didn't rise from the dead, then then it's all in vain. Okay. Because we don't have eternal life at that point. We die. He he died for our sins and then we die. I mean, but there's no resurrection at that point. You see? So mm-hmm. the, the, that's why the gospel is not just Jesus died for your sins. <laughs> it's Jesus died for your sins and then rose on the third day so that you can have eternal life if you believe in him. And so, the, the, and, and not only that, it's such a supernatural, amazing grace type thing that, that's happening in there, you know? And to put your works in there is diminishing God's work, is diminishing God's grace, diminishing God's love. Because that, to overlook that and to think that there's some other way that I can achieve it is, is not allowing God's majesty to unfold. 
It's not allowing his grace and mercy and love and power to actually, you know, come out and wash over everything. And everything is a lot of sin. And there are people in the chat are, are like, I have a lot of sin in me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all do. We all do. But it's cleansed. You see, it's we are found righteous because of the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, that atonement, it's a covering. It's, it, it, it makes our sin go as far away from the east as from the west. And only God can do that, you see. So when you start putting yourself in, in a position where you're removing sin or you're causing it to go somewhere else or you're doing this and that, uh, you know, other than believing <laughs> and it's something else. Well, then you haven't given God the, the power that he actually has and deserves. And then if you're not doing that, what else are you not doing? And so th that's why mm -hmm. people who have those kind of doctrines, they'll also have other false doctrines about other things as well, because they really don't grasp the whole picture. And, mm -hmm. it, and you can tell them pretty quickly by their fruits and what they'll say, and then how they'll mislead people and such. Uh, you know, I would say flee from those people. When you, when you, when you, if you ever go to a YouTube channel and someone either, you know, just preaches that Jesus Christ died from the, from the, uh, you know, died on the cross, and then there he is on the cross. No, that's, that's not where our, that's not where our Savior is. Right now he's at the right hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. So he's not on the cross anymore. He did that one, one, one day for three hours, once and for all. That was it. So he, mm. he's off the cross. He, he's he's alive. He's living. He's not dead. And and the secondly, if someone <laughs> tells you that that you have to do this, 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 and this in order to be saved, and it's a whole bunch of works, and it's following the laws, or it's it's by doing certain activities or whatever, well then flee from them as well. Because they're, the, either side doesn't have the whole picture. Right. You know, that's um, mm -hmm. going back. That's going back to what I was saying. Like, like we don't understand why Jesus always said, oh, Jesus died for our sins. You know, if I, if I get up there, I can say, well, if you don't understand why he died for your sins, well, let's look at what Israel did for 1,500 years. They mm -hmm. were rehearsing with the sacrificial lambs at Passover. All right. They shed the blood of the lamp over the doorpost, stuff like that. Okay, the shed the every family had their own lamb. That lamb would live with them for a whole year. Okay, mm. they name the lamb. The lamb becomes part of the family, and then they have to kill it. Mm. All right, I, you can imagine taking on a puppy, giving that puppy uh, a name, growing that puppy, yeah. then they have to kill that puppy. Okay, uh, kill that dog. That's horrible. Yeah. So, so that's what they had to do. That's okay, yeah. and and the Bible's you know Bible. The Bible is clear that the, the, a lamb's blood, if mm -hmm. it was a pure lamb, great. Your sins were rolled over for a year, but they weren't completely forgotten. They were just put into remission for a year. Right. Okay. All right. But so so that's what that you're talking about there, Kevin. That blood of that lamb mm -hmm. was good enough for God to just roll your sins over for a year. In the event right. you died during that time, you went down to the belly of the earth. You didn't go to hell. But we have a better sacrifice, don't we? Yeah. But well, when right. Jesus came, his shed blood, what did that do? It was pure blood. It was human blood. 
of blood, actually blood that manifests from the Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. Also, on top yeah. of that, like you said, he resurrected. Yeah. So the lambs that they were slaying, they never came they, back. They never came back from the dead, and nobody, nobody that died under that sacrificial offerings came back from the dead. Right. But Jesus, when he died, he came back from the dead. So guess what? We're all coming back from the dead. That's it right. even but, the Bible said the graves open. But there's a key to that too, because there there were graves that were open also mm-hmm. back then when he was when he rose. There were others that rose, but they didn't have their fully glorified bodies yet. No, he right. he did, and he was the only one to have mm-hmm. a fully glorified body. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So when that when when that when that particular blood that sacrifice was made, that one was different than every other lamb up to that point. All right. That went far beyond. I went. I went forever beyond just rolling your sins over for a year. Right. Complete God completely forgets your, all your sins completely. Mm, okay. It makes you, makes you his son, Wait makes you his daughter through mm. the regeneration of the Holy spirit. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. And that's, that's incredible. But that took Jesus's blood being shed for that to happen. And mm. it was great that the Israelites did it. And I thank them for doing that. Because they, at least they did that, so that way we would understand who Jesus was and who he, and who he is today and who he is to come. Understand? Mm-hmm. So when people get up there and explain that, hey, this is why Jesus, this is why the blood of Jesus cleans you of all your sins. See what happened with those lambs? Okay, that was for them, but not for us today. Jesus is a sacrificial lamb. And back mm-hmm. then, those people, those Jews, when they killed that lamb of theirs, that like the puppy for us, when they killed that lamb, they had to believe in their heart before Jesus came that that lamb, that that sacrificial lamb was going to save them. That blood mm-hmm. was going to save them. They had to trust in that blood of that lamb mm-hmm. until Jesus came. That's okay, right. They knew, hey, that blood is shed great. If I die, at least I will not go to hell. I'll go to Abraham's bosom. Okay. Right. But when Jesus came along, now they don't trust Je- the, the blood of those lambs anymore. They trust the blood of Jesus now. We trust the blood. Jesus, back you can't even sacrifice a lamb now without getting thrown in prison right. for animal cruelty. You know, right. mm-hmm. so there is, there is no application for bloodshed. There hasn't been any application for sacrificial bloodshed from God for the last two thousand years. Exactly, because Jesus came, shed His blood, so it's done. It's finished. <laughs> Amen. That was the final yeah, sacrifice. Finished. Listen, there, there's a reason why there is no more temple sacrifices right now. I mean, that Jesus came. God said, "That's this is a, this is the sacrifice. You can either accept it or not." The 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 veil was torn in two from top to bottom. Right? I mean, there was a, there was a whole paradigm shift there. There was no more of this. You have to go into the holy holies once a year and do the, all this and that. Jesus did it once and for all. And uh, so, for us, it is it's it is. I, it is easy to, for us to understand because we, we we've accepted the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit allows us to have that discernment. But your first step is like what you were saying before, Bob, was is and Greg, you did, too, is you've got to realize that you're a sinner and that you are not destined to heaven uh, based on any good work that you've done. You know, that, that's got to be the first realization. That's what the world will teach you. Right. Mm-hmm. The world will teach you that all good people go to heaven. Uh, uh, you know, and 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 then and their you know their, their definition of good is a lot different than our definition of good, especially here in these last days, where good is evil and evil is good in their eyes. 
right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. their definition of, of this good is going to get you to heaven. They always say when someone dies, like, oh, they're looking down from da 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 da. Well, my first question is, they were a believer, <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, uh, it, oh, that has nothing to do with it. Well, it has everything to do with it. Has it has everything to do with it. It has everything to do with it. That's yeah. the, that's that's the difference between having the discernment and having the Holy Spirit and understanding what the Word says and not, and and trying to place your own false doctrine and try to feel good about everything and think everyone's going to heaven and everyone is going to to be fine because everyone's good. You just said well, the key word there, Kevin, as feel. Feel. Yeah, feel. So we're going more by feelings and emotions now. On your yeah. own understanding, right? On your own under our own understandings. We're really going by experience. Yes. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, the experience is outweighing the gospel. Mm. It's like, okay, well, I felt God, or someone else will say, oh, I. I took something in my arm and now I don't feel God. Okay. This was something that came out a little while ago in some article. I don't feel God anymore. Okay. Um, because you took something in the arm, you don't feel God anymore. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, don't trust that's, your that's, feelings. That, that's ridiculous. Yeah, don't, that's ridiculous. Don't, you know, feelings can deceive you, right? Your feelings can deceive you. Satan can come in. And deceive you in that way. In that but if regard. you're grounded in the word and you have the full armor of God on, mm -hmm. then, then you have a solid foundation, right? Then you're not getting blown around in the wind, but with feelings, nothing yes, more right. than feelings. You know, that you when they, my, my, I heard that, I was like, I don't know about that, but they stuck something in my arm that lost God. First of all, your my flesh <laughs> never feels God because my flesh is sinful as dead. Amen. Okay. My flesh is contrary to God. Okay. Yeah. My spirit feels god last Amen. time i checked they don't have a vaccine or anything that can affect your spirit right it's not a spiritual needle goes in you no. okay it's your spirit that you know it's your spirit that feels the lord because you're regenerating the holy spirit your yeah. flesh flesh just wants to sin yeah you could you reel this the, the flesh in you try to hold it back you're trying to minimize the damage you know and even even still wants to do stuff that's contrary to the word of God. Bob, but the word of God says that we're allowed to put stuff into our bodies, it does, but it doesn't. But it also says that not everything that you put into your body is good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I don't know. I don't know who who wrote that. Who put that out there? I don't think that was. Uh, they may not have been saved in the first place. Maybe right. they were. Maybe they were trusted in themselves keeping the Sabbath. Right? Maybe they're trusting themselves and their the works, and now since they took that, they just feel like, well, this work did me in. Uh, like Catholics call mortal sin. Could you imagine? Yeah. I remember the article. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. Go ahead, Kevin. Could you imagine living like that, though, with like a blade right over your head, right? So you're just like walking on eggshells all the time. Am I going to lose my salvation today? I mean, is that... Is that from a loving God? Is that who you're putting your faith and trust in? A loving God who gave you this free gift, and then you're worried about losing it every single day by doing something with your with your fleshly body. I mean, right. look, you don't you don't want to to do bad things, especially those things that Paul wrote about, because that'll take away major rewards from you, and that's that's harmful to you in the afterlife. But salvation, come on, 
This is not a man-made thing. This is not a man-made doctrine. This is not, you're not, no man is the judge of who is saved and who's not, okay? Mm-hmm. That's why the Bible says, don't fear men who can cause you the first death, but fear mm-hmm. God who can cause you the second one. That's and right. that's the one you need to be afraid of. Is like, I don't want to go into the second death. The second death is for eternity. It is damnation, and it is the lake of fire, ultimately. You don't want to go there. But you're not the judge of that. You see, God is the judge of that. And what does he do, Bob? He looks at your heart. He looks at your spirit. And he looks right in there, and he sees what is the root and the essence of this person's spirit. And if you believe in his son and that he died for you and rose, you're saved. And this and, and this verse right here says that there's nothing that's going to be able to, to separate that. Once that connection is made, mm-hmm. it is solid. It is, it is there for eternity. Amen. Right. Amen. This is such a great verse. It is because it, it covers so yeah. many, it covers everything, right, Greg? And, I mean, and, he, and he's persuaded, Paul himself yeah. is persuaded. He's absolutely convinced that neither the, any of these things right. Right. will separate us from the Lord. It's a pretty extensive list. Right. It's pretty extensive. <laughs> and in case you guys are, if you guys are just listening and not watching the screen, he has up Romans 8 38, 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor mm-hmm. life, no angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, he really covers it all, man. Thank you, said, you know, maybe there's like a demon, or maybe there's a principality, right. maybe there's some type of liquid, maybe there's a rock, right. maybe there's a bucket they and he really covers it all like there is nothing that can separate you once you've been born again spiritually of god you know that's like me say there's no way there's no scientific way for me to extract my dna from my sons and then give them to give them to some other man put their dna in them and have them be completely reconstructed and Mm -hmm. so they're no longer my sons biologically that's impossible okay so the same thing here with our with our Lord and Savior. When we are born again spiritually, we are sons and daughters of God. Spiritually, mm-hmm. we're born, and then eventually our our flesh is dealt with at a later date. Okay, God does that for a reason. He doesn't give us a new body right away because He's building the body of Christ, mm-hmm. which requires to be a faith based entry into the body of Christ. Correct. If, if all of us just got reborn bodies. Right when we had faith, it wouldn't probably it probably wouldn't take much faith, would it? No, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why he deals with us. It's like, don't worry, the faith, your faith saves your spirit in case you die. But once everybody comes in the body of Christ that came in through faith, once that's complete, then you all receive your new spiritual bodies. I well, where's the race if you already have a, a glorified body, Bob? Where, where, where's the journey? Where, where's yeah, the, exactly. you know, where's where's this walk that that you're on? That we're all on right now. It wouldn't be there if we all immediately, when we accepted Christ as our Savior, became glorified. There would be no walk. Okay, that's right. Amen. So, so there, but and, and that's and that's the beautiful part of 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 this as well is that God understands that you know we, we have this saying as humans, and it's like sometimes it's not the destination; it's the journey. 
right? Mm-hmm. He, he made us in his image. So he, he's, he, he's doing this perfectly. And so he, he, he realizes, you know, and, and knew that we would enjoy this journey, this walk, and that we would, we would be fulfilled by it. And then ultimately one day get rewarded for doing certain things during this journey. That, right. that, that is, that, it's a perfect plan. I mean, he's perfect. He knows what he's doing. And I think some people sometimes think that, you know, put him into a, a more of a human mentality. And it's, and it's just like, no, no, he's above that. Right. I mean, he's, he's so far above us that it's, it's just impossible for us to even imagine. I mean, to be, it's like, no one's perfect. That's the way I looked. So you're like, Whoa, okay. That's a different, that's a whole different paradigm, isn't it? Mm, That's the way I looked at him when I first, when I didn't come to the phase Mm. when I wasn't a a born again, spiritual believer. And when Mm. I was Roman Catholic, when I was, you know, practicing Roman Catholicism, I just, I looked at him like he was so far away, Mm. but then there were all these other thoughts like, well, you know, if he's so far away, then why are other people, even who mm. are Catholic, saying that there are people who have died who are still so close? Mm-hmm. So it was so weird that it was kind of an oxymoron because he ended up having people talk about these loved ones who've passed on, but they're mm. still present or they're right by me, you know, next to me, or, you know, they come in my dreams or something like that to that effect, right? But then God is so far away, like, okay, well, <laughs> you know. And I have to go through another mediator, a priest, in order to confess my sins. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was another area that I was very confusing for me. I didn't right. get that. But, you know, I went along with it. Right, Bob? You right. went along with it because it was just, you know, what we were spoon-fed. Is what That's we what Jesus says he hates. Did. He, hates yeah. the, he hates the teachings of the Nicolaitans. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like when people have power and put themselves in that position. Right. Over somebody else and saying, you have to go through me. Right. Yeah. So what is, so they'll come up with a, another, you know, excuse as to why they have to go through a, a priest. Bob, do you, do you remember that, that excuse that he used as to why they need to be the mediator, even though Jesus, even though the Bible says uh, only Jesus is the mediator between Well, they God? never, ever, like the verses I always talk about all the time, all the salvation verses, you never heard. I never heard those ever spoken in that church, mm-hmm. ever. Okay, they always they were always heavily based on works. Okay, but you know that's what Satan does. You know he, you know Satan. All he has to do, he just has to treat this whole thing like you're a sniper. If you're a sniper on top of a building. You're trying to shoot something about a quarter mile away or eighth of a mile away. All he has to do is get you to change just a little bit, like a quarter of an inch. Change a little. It looks like you're pointing at the target. Then once you shoot it, you miss it by 10 feet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your perception changes. And that's all you, you know, if you walk in that church, you see Jesus up on the cross still. Like Kevin was mm-hmm. talking about, he's no longer on the cross. No, go to any not. Catholic church, he's always on the cross still. All yeah. of them. And then you have all, this, uh, have all the paganism symbolism in there and all the stuff like that, you know. But they are always, you know, they always taught never read your Bible. We'll read it to you, and we'll interpret it for you, okay? And they got it all wrong, but they were, but they, but they were always, um, they were always, uh, they always made sure that everybody went through them for, especially the confession of sins, confessionals and stuff like that, confessional booth. And they only did that because they want to find out who the traitors are, 
But what okay. do they use to 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 justify that? That's what really Greg's the heart of Greg's question is. Is yeah. like, what do they point to to show that the Bible says that you need to go through them? I mean, Jesus didn't say when you pray first, you need to go see someone. Then you together can pray, "Our Father who art in heaven." No, you, you can you can you can call out directly to Him, directly to the Lord, directly to Him. You mm. don't need an intercessor like a priest. Jesus is our intercessor. Okay, in terms of having that wall between us and God of the sin. We we need to have that intercession because without that, we are sin to God, and that's not good. We are unrighteous, and unrighteous cannot enter into the kingdom. So that that does not sound good. And that's why we have to have Jesus because he intercedes for us. But it doesn't say to have this person on earth interceding for you and telling you to pray incessantly the same prayer over and over. As a matter of fact, it tells you to do the opposite. It says, do not do those repetitive prayers. So, Bob, what do they point to in order to justify their position and their authority over you? Exactly. You know, I love this comment right here from Bells. Greg, don't forget that, don't forget they say you can pay to get someone out of hell. You know, that's not too far from the truth. What is that, indulgences? Is that what it's called? You know, yeah. You know, because of, if you read like the Fatima, I'm going to be doing a video about the Fatima and the Garam oh, Bendel apparitions. Okay, the so-called Mary apparitions. That's something we're working on next for the Rapture Resurrection reports. So you're getting a preview here right now. Okay, those apparitions, they told so many lies. So many lies. Oh, yeah. And one of the lies that they said was uh, that, that the... the, the, the the, the apparition Mary said, I'm going to free all the souls. I'm going to save all the souls from hell. Okay. She's going to save, get free every soul from hell. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> you go to hell, you're done. You're finished. Gone. All right. But yet this apparition saying that the Mary's going to save all these souls who are in hell. That is a lie from the devil himself. I mean, I mean, but once again, it's like, well, this is Mary. She is the mother of Jesus. Well, it's not Mary. It's the devil. Okay, right. and uh, and once again, it's that whole sniper, really far away. Just change your, change your direction just by a quarter of an inch. You'll miss yep. by it ten feet. And all of a sudden, that's everybody's all you have to do. right, Bob? Yeah, everybody's good. So it's Everybody, it's different worry. from this. it's different from purgatory, or that that is the pur- that is purgatory pretty much. That well, where they uh, are right yeah. now is it hell or is it purgatory? Hell and purgatory. Okay, so yeah, we're talking about two separate places. So it's like an in between of okay, here's hell and here's well, pur- purgatory. And- purgatory, according to the Catholics, you could go there and serve out your time, so you could be your own savior and atone for your own sins, all right, and pay back that debt that's an, an, an the immeasurable debt that could never be paid back. You see, G- Jesus gave a parable of that. Okay, but that guy that you know, if one guy forgave the other guy's debt, but he didn't forgive the other guy's debt. Then the other debt got put back on him, and it was an unpayable debt. So how are you going to go to purgatory and pay an unpayable debt? How's that going to work? Your blood's not pure. Your spirit's not pure. And the Bible requires a a pure blood sacrifice for remission of sins. How's that going to work? It does There is no such thing as purgatory, okay? No such thing as purgatory. Don't go to another place to earn salvation. Yeah. 
No, this and is it, folks. This is yeah. This is where we get we one live. chance. We get our chance. This is while you're alive, right? And then the yeah. door shut. Yeah. Right. So according to them, you can get out of purgatory, but then there's like these other things they have where Mary, if you put the scapular on, then like a, like a necklace, and Mary herself will come get you out of purgatory oh. the first Saturday, and all this stuff like that. And I'm just like, wow. Okay, just wear this necklace, your insurance policy, and it'll get you out of there. Even though you might live like the devil, and never believed in Jesus Christ, but hey, you trust in that necklace. See, that's why I'm worried about my stepdad when he died. He used to know trust in that necklace, man. I'm like, you know, they you, sure do put man. Mary to work a lot, don't they? I mean, they've got Mary doing a lot of stuff. She is I mean, up there. She yeah. is she's right way up there, up there with... but she's also very busy. She has a lot of jobs. She does a lot of different things, and she's yeah. got a lot of different duties. Just and, let Mary rest and, in the spirit and, with, and, with her, with her son. Goes, and she goes under different names, too, doesn't she? Like oh, of course. Astrith, Ashtar, Ishtar. Mm-hmm. Ishtar, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, it's, yeah. it's a perfect way to get you, and you people bought it, hook, line, and sinker. You know, some people even came up out of the, out of the lake and swallowed the whole rod and reel. Okay, that's how bad it is right now. Okay, and you know what's funny? It's like um, so I, I've seen I've seen these television shows. Like uh, there's one show that was called Supernatural. I always made fun of my brother for watching it. You know, <laughs> I decided to go watch a little bit of it, see what it was all about. So I went to like one of the first episodes, and it showed the devil ma- masquerading as a, a being of light, trying to get this person to agree to allow him to enter his body and use him. All right. But the being of light wasn't a male voice, it was a female voice. Mm. So these guys, when they wrote the show, they had to know something, understand something. Because mm. I'm more like it was just the devil writing the shot, mm. writing the show. And it was a female voice. I was like, I wonder why he did that. I wonder why the, the devil chose a female voice out of this apparition. Didn't use a male apparition, it was a female apparition. Mm-hmm. And then after the guy was taken over by him, he knew right away it's a devil. It's a man. It was all male after that. Yeah, but uh, before it took place, it was all female communicating mm-hmm. with them. And what do we see happening right now? We see this female apparition communicating to the world, mm-hmm. telling everybody to, "Hey, see this rosary, pray this rosary." Hey, you're getting our Father, and that's great. But you got ten Hail Marys, man, ten of them. Do ten of them, one Our Father. You know, I, I wonder. I wonder what that's what God said. You know, if you're going to tell people to pray the rosary, if you're going to deceive them like this, fine. But you got to tell them at least. Give me one hour father in that prayer somewhere. <laughs> you can tell him to do 10 Hail Marys. You got to give me at least one hour father. So maybe it's, it's like the whole thing that the whole a broken clock is right twice a day. It's a day, whatever, you know. It sounds made up though, Bob. It sounds like what the San Francisco board, uh, you know, city council did when they said that it was $5 million per person for reparations. They just came up with a number out of nowhere. It's like, do 10. Today, 10 Hail Marys, yes, and one Our Father. It's like, wh- yeah. where did that number come from? It's just like somebody, you know, and you go to a different priest, and they'll say, oh, do f- five Hail Marys and two Our Fathers. It's like, it's just all made up. See, this is the, this is the problem, That's and this is the discussion, man-made religion, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, I was bad with it, too, when I was growing up. I was real fast saying it. I tried to say this up. I went to bed. Talk, <laughs> Jesus talked about the pharisees you know you on you you say these long lengthy prayers you honor me with your lips but your heart's far from me boy i i i related to that mm-hmm. because i could say that prayer and i was going real fast <laughs> so, I, so just so i can go to sleep 
I'm sure you're right. you're feeling it in your spirit, though, right, Bob? Uh, yeah, I always feel it. Yeah, no. So uh, <laughs> just a prayer. I wasn't even thinking about the Lord, nothing. I was probably thinking about riding my bike the next day, and it was just uh, my lips were going. Wasn't thinking about the Lord, and when Jesus said that, I was like, man, that was me. That was me. <sighs> saying those paganistic prayers. How does that know? accomplish anything? It did nothing. Mm. The only thing I did right was our Father. At least I said that right. Yeah. You know? And I so think even, when they, even then you knew like the difference between those two prayers. You were like, I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna do that with this one. Right. And then I, I went by my old uh, grade school. I drove by one day. I looked in the I pulled I was driving by, so I pulled next to the carport by the mirror by the uh gym. I looked inside like the the the, the window and said, How much the place has changed? You know, and you know what? And it said like right there on the wall, like Trust the values of Jesus and Mary. Okay, that's what they're all about. Jesus and Mary. Um, last time I checked, Mary didn't shed her blood for my sins. Mary's not a god. Okay. So she, she was a vessel that the, the, the Messiah came through. Okay. That's basically like saying that the uh you know the, the when 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 a, when a celebrity pulls up to a red carpet event. Who, who who should the people praise? The car that brought them or the person coming out of the car? Hmm. Okay. That's what Mary yeah. is. Mary is just a car that brought them. She's the means for him to come into the world. Just a vessel. Just a mm-hmm. vessel. Mm-hmm. And she's blessed among women. I get it. She was. I mean, you had the Messiah, Jesus Christ, Son of God. You had a uh you had a uh a virgin birth. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, you were blessed. Chosen, and she was chosen, but she was also a servant. She always yeah. would say, "I am a servant of the Most High God." How blessed she is to, you know, she was not arrogant. I did not see any arrogance in this woman at all, based on what I read. Right. She is definitely. She was definitely a servant of the Most High God. He's not going to choose somebody, <laughs> you know, not going to yeah, serve exactly. him. She's not going to be pleased when she she learns about all this. Um, uh, you no. know, I can tell you that. And like, it's just, it's human. It's sometimes human nature though, to like put people or angels on a pedestal. Right. And bow down. Even John was like, and the angel's like, Whoa, hold on a second here. I'm a fellow servant. Right. Don't bow down and worship me. Dan didn't, didn't Daniel try to do that too. Right. About, you know, try to worship an angel. I, that, that's a no go. That's a no good thing. You're not supposed to worship the angels, and the angels immediately will tell someone, don't do that. So, I mean, if the angels aren't doing what's just a little lower than God, then a human, uh, no matter how chosen you are, certainly doesn't deserve to be worshipped. I can tell you that. So, I just want to, yeah, I want to shout out to Bob Barber for this one video he did a while back. Of course, it's called science proves jesus is the son of god six years ago you did that brother and um wow i know i posted it a while back on uptime at least i think for one of the wednesday but six years ago you did that and it really is incredible if you guys can find that on this channel i highly suggest you watch that science proves jesus is the son of god um please watch that it's really fascinating and especially goes into the whole aspect of the blood not touching right um, yeah, Bob, you got to put that uh, link to that video in the description. Same, same with you, Greg. Yeah, yeah let me, remind let me, me to send you yeah, that link. Find it. I got, I got it. So just, uh, just send me the link. And, I mean, send uh, me like send, 
I'll put it down now. I'll, I'll put it in right now for everyone right now, so that way you can have it, and then we can put it in the comments too. Yeah, put it right in the comments. So, all right, yeah. So that's that's the um, Bob Barber's science proves Jesus is the Son of God. Amazing. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do that for a Rapture Resurrection Report. Oh, the redo. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, I would to like redo. to get into uh, people always talk about the uh, blood types and all that stuff. Like that it has nothing to do with it, right? Okay. But uh, but that was like the main question. So I have blood type of my mom, uh, you know, and it has to that has to do with your DNA, mm. okay. But that's uh, and that could be I would have to explain that, you know. But the blood always comes from the father. Mm. The father dictates your blood. The, your father, the ele- the elements that makes up your blood comes from the father. That's why the bloodlines in the Bible are always male to male to male to mm. male. Because the blood comes from the Father, mm-hmm. you know. But yep, yeah, and of course, when it got to Jesus, then there was a there was a space. <laughs> you know, God came right there, the Holy Spirit. That's when I mentioned Mary right. in there, you know. So because the blood was Jesus, when God, God, God the Father, um, when Jesus was the Immaculate Conception, when Jesus was uh, formed in Mary's womb, where did that blood come from? If there was no male donor, a natural male donor. Where did that blood come from? Okay, it was from the Holy Spirit. Amen. It was like basically the best way I could explain it was spiritual seed from the Father came into Mary, and that seed from some point it transformed somewhere into the physical element it needed to be to merge with her egg. Amazing. Okay, I don't know how that worked. Yeah. That's called immaculate conception. That's right. That's so why it's called that. Yeah. You know the funny that Islam they Islam they don't deny it. They say oh, that 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 immaculate conception happened, right? Okay, and it was funny because you know I even hear Perry Stone talk about this. He was arguing with some Muslim. Oh, gee, God doesn't have no son. Okay, he said, well, if uh, the blood comes from the Father and Jesus was you know born of a virgin, where does blood come from? And then the guy's like, oh my goodness, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, exactly, because his blood doesn't come from Mary, it came from God the Father. That's where it's, so God does have a son. That's yeah. why it's pretty easy to dispel Islam, right? I mean, yeah, the, they say that right off the bat, but they still have they still say that uh that Jesus came from Mary, who was a virgin. Uh how, how do you reconcile those two things together? And it, mm-hmm. it it's but that's that's the deception though of these of these man-made religions. You know that 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 Islam came from you know from an angel, right? The angel told me this and that. And it's like no, you know, don't don't believe that spirit, or you know, or Joseph Smith, an angel came and said that we're you know descendants and we're part of Israel and blah 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 and this and that. It's like what what you know? And then oh don't oh did, yeah, but don't check the DNA. And then they check the DNA later and figure out oh they're not. Well, that whole story went bad. I mean, Jehovah's Witnesses when they got over 144,000, that went bad. I mean, there's all. I mean, there's things that just won't sustain, and, and yet the Word of God sustains forever. And you just mentioned only two or three of the 23, probably 50,000 sects of Christianity now, uh, Kevin. But yeah, we are definitely in the end at the end here coming. But while we're on that topic of the blood of Jesus Christ, I do oh, want to by give, the a way, shout out, give a shout out. Hold on. By the way, Islam doesn't deny that Jesus was on the cross either, but they do deny 
that he died on the cross. They say that he swooned, right? So they say that he was taken off the cross, but he didn't really die. And that's why he didn't come back to life because he never died. If you don't have a death of Christ, then you don't have any atonement for sins. <clears throat> so you have to have a death. And so that's the reason why they say that. They're, they, 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 at every step, they, they contradict things and they make up false stories in order to prove their point, which is basically from the devil himself. You know, the, the Roman Empire, they came up with, they, they, they didn't come up with the crucifixion, but they mastered it, okay? And they were doing that crucifixion for like 300 years before Jesus died on that cross. Yeah, okay? no. Now, you mean to tell me that every person died on the cross, according to the Romans, they, that none of them failed? Like then none of them went through all the work to try to kill him on the cross. Just oh, he just won't die. So they took him off the cross and stabbed him to death. If no. somebody's not dead, they'll break their legs mm-hmm. so that they can't hold themselves up and breathe anymore, so that they'll die. But they right. didn't break any bones in Jesus's body because he was already dead. And the reason why he was already dead was because they tortured him beforehand, and he could only last so long. Right. I mean, he wasn't going to last very long. As a matter of fact, Pilate was like, you've almost killed this guy. You know, that's not what I was. That's not what I wanted. And so he, he the fact that he lasted three hours is amazing in itself. But yeah. but the point is, is that he clearly died because they didn't even break his bones because he was already dead. The Romans aren't going to take somebody off a cross, Bob, that isn't dead. All right, they're not going to fail like that. I mean, sure, they, they haven't died even by breaking the legs. What do they do? They spear them. What do they do to Jesus? They spear they them. They did. Yeah, so they'll spear them. They are not going to fail when they start that crucifixion right. process. They never failed. 100% success rate. So the Muslims say, oh, yeah, they took him down, you know, and he survived. Well, whoever says that, wow. They're really dumb people. You know, you it's see. like, okay, someone could cut your head off, but, you know, you can still survive. Because they didn't, they cut your head all the way to the back. They didn't cut your spine up, but you still survived that, right? Right. It's just silly. You say that you say they're dumb, but but to us it is dumb because they don't have the truth in them. You see, right? And so it, it, it it's silliness. It's it's foolishness. But but for them, the word of God is foolishness, and mm-hmm. and the whole difference there is. The Holy Spirit, isn't it? It's like right. The word says the cross is foolish, foolishness to those who are yeah. perishing. Right. That's what. That's and what's what more says. foolish to say that somebody didn't die on that cross when they did? Right. It's like right. you know somebody died in a car accident. They're like, no, 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 no. They weren't dead. They they they, they were okay. You know, we just didn't. And Kevin, what them. happened when he with the spear went through the side of Jesus? What <laughs> happened there? What happened? Well, he, what came out? Yeah, b- blood and water came blood out. Blood and water, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, yeah. And so, that's because he lost so much blood, there's nothing left in his body, hardly but water at that point. Yeah, blood you and know, water. I mean, he lost so much. I mean, he spilled every last drop. Amen. I mean, you couldn't even take a wet wipe to him to get anything on that wet wipe. It was, it was like nothing was left in his body. Yes, oh, like, but the symbolism of the of the water and the blood, yes. right, is, uh, is astounding because yeah. that he was supposed to, that centurion was supposed to put that spear in his side, right. uh, you know, for that to happen because the symbolism of the, of the, of the water and the blood. That's right. And the prophecy right? that, that, would, that, that he wouldn't break, have any bones broken. So, right. It's so, all, it was supposed to happen. Everything was designed. It was all 
by uh, God's design. Amazing. It all happened based off of what he wanted to happen. Wasn't there like over how oh. many is 160 or 180 or whatever prophecies that Jesus filled exactly, which is mathematically impossible. It is an impossibility that it was a coincidence. It's like yeah. the death of a universe probability kind of thing. It has to be from God. I thought it was like 315 prophecies. Was it that, that was many? Like that. Yeah. Okay, sure. Well, the point is that anything over you know a certain number, like maybe 10 or 12, it becomes so exponentially impossible that it has to be supernatural. It has to be divine. And if we're talking about hundreds, then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's clear that there's no, it, nobody could fulfill those by even, like, trying to, right? I mean, even if you attempted to have all your buddies come together and say, okay, we're going to do all these things, you wouldn't be able to do them. Well, look at this. First John 5, 7 through 8. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Mm. Going back to what, what came out of Jesus' side, right? And, um, and he, gave he fulfilled up everything. He fulfilled all of that. When right. he was baptized, remember, John was saying, uh, why, why am I baptizing you? Shouldn't you be baptizing me? Mm. He said, come right. now, let us do this to fulfill <clears throat> all righteousness, mm -hmm. the water mm -hmm. and the blood. You know, that's like, uh, think about the things like uh, the fact that they speared him at the end. Mm -hmm. Or when the, the, the soldiers divided up his uh, garments and lots. Right. Yeah. Okay, what did Jesus say? Hey. Got a prophecy here. When you guys take my lots, make sure you divide them up. He's like, he's telling them at the cross, make sure you divide up my lots. That has to be fulfilled. Okay. Right. He didn't have to say that. No. Nope. Hey, make sure you spare me after I die, soldier. That has to be fulfilled. Hey, you over there. He wasn't giving a no. He didn't have to do any of that stuff. No. I'm is like <laughs> just a logic behind that. Right. You know, it's incredible. It just gives it has to give us so much joy and hope knowing what's coming right around the corner speaking of which do you want to do some questions here gregs we have like well yeah i do want to get into that we have a little bit more time for questions i do want to get back to just real quick this uh this one book the dna of jesus christ when we're going back to the uh the fact of jesus's blood we're talking okay. about uh not touching you know uh being able to touch the the, the dna from the father this book by william uh Payne jr he calls himself sunny um the late Sonny Payne Jr. He did pass uh, someone I did get to know um, briefly uh, in his life. Uh, he, I didn't get to know him that well, but um, thankfully I got a chance to meet him and a uh, very nice uh, brother in the Lord. He wrote this book. Very good. Goes right up the alley of what you were talking about, Brother Bob, especially with your area of science proves that Jesus, you know, Jesus is the son of God. Um, very interesting book. Uh, you don't have to read it if you don't want to, but basically Sonny Payne uh, wrote the book from out of a question that was asked by a friend of his a few years ago uh, saying, Sonny, what happened to Adam and Eve when they ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And uh, he knew that uh, Adam and Eve violated God's word by eating the fruit, but the question uh, triggered this desire in his heart to know, do more research on the physical ramifications of their disobedience, which is, it's interesting. It's very interesting. 
And what he found interesting was also the disobedience not only affected their relationship with God, but also their blood system, the DNA, an entire physical being, uh, plus the physical being, blood, and DNA of every person who would ever be born as well. Interesting book. Um, highly suggest reading it. Um, and someone I did get to know at some point. He has now passed on to be with the Lord. But I think you'll find it interesting. The DNA of Jesus Christ by William Sonny Payne Jr. So uh, with that said, well, let's go to questions. So, uh, Bob, you want to bring up the first question? So a question here from Lone Wolf 1563. Will children be born during the tribulation? I think we talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, from what we've seen in what we've seen in the uh, in dreams and visions that and pretty much God wipes the slate clean of children beginning the tribulation, which is nice. It's because any child that's born during that during that time is long before the age of accountability. Mm-hmm. Okay, seven years later, if any child is conceived at that point, they won't even be able to even you know reach the age of six before Jesus returns. Mm-hmm. Okay. So no age, so no children are going to be lost one way or another through the tribulation period. But the Bible also talks about our Apostle Paul said, I was once dead, you know, I was once dead before the law, but when the law came, I revived. I forgot which mm-hmm. verse that was. But uh, basically, uh, sin revived. And basically, once he understood sin, what it was, he died, spiritually died. So he was alive in Christ before he understood sin. So that's all children who are, um, you know, all children before they come to age accountability. And why why does God do that way? Well, because he loves children. Jesus protected children. He doesn't want anybody even harming children. The, the apostles try to shoo the children away from him. Okay. And some people might say, oh, that's no fair. They, they, die, in early, they die early and they go up to heaven and, don't have to face you know, losing their salvation. Well, yeah, they might have died early, but you had a full life down here. So it all evens out, and you can still choose Jesus. Okay? So there's a lot of children have died, abortions especially. It's a sad thing. But uh, during the tribulation, though, the Bible, like I said, alive, those who are, possible, I was alive okay, before I died of my sins. I was once alive. Well, the Bible says in, in the first... Uh, I think it was First Thessalonians four sixteen seventeen for the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we who are alive and remain. You know, I was wondering why does it say alive and remain on the earth? Okay, I think it's making the point like we will be alive and still standing on the earth. But I also believe that there are other layers to God's word because God's word is so intricate. I think there's like seven different layers interpretation, and what God what he's saying there is like the children who are alive spiritually. Because they not have reached the age of accountability, they are on the earth still too. So the alive, those who are alive and remain, those of us who are remaining, who are born again, waiting to be raptured, we haven't died yet. So children will be taken at the rapture resurrection. That's my excuse, or not my excuse, but my uh, study that backs up that why children are taken in rapture. And for what I've seen in dreams and visions, you know. We don't see, uh, from what I've seen, we don't see children begin to be born until, like, sometime after the first half of the tribulation. Something like that. Okay. So, and I, I think that mark of the beast, anybody takes it, any woman takes it. You know, they got enough stuff going on right now that's destroying your reproductive, reproductive system, Greg. 
Okay, I believe that Mark of the Beast would definitely keep you from reproducing. Okay, they want a Bible with a slave race that doesn't reproduce. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, you guys well one thing we don't need um, is we don't, I mean, to answer this question directly, we don't need to even hypothesize or the- theorize things that are going to happen because Jesus says that um, when the abomination of desolation happens, flee the mountains and woe to those who are with child. So, um, or with young children. So, yes, children will be born during the tribulation because Jesus said so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a young children too. So yep. that'll be right, right around, because when that takes place, that's right around mid-trib. Yeah. And that's what we've seen in Dreams and Visions, so, right around mid Having to flee to the mountains if you're pregnant or if you have a two-year-old in tow, that's going to be a rough trip. Right. And children may die during the tribulation. I could see that. But, you know, look what happened to those children during the time of Herod. You know, yeah. as Jesus said, the worst time in history is going to be taking place here shortly. It's the saved. worst time in history. They're saved. So, I mean, you know, listen, it's going to be awful. Okay. I don't think we need to go that far into it because we all know it's going to be awful. But what we can say is that not one of those children are going to slip through his fingers. Oh, that's no. right. That's right. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. What else we got? The uh, how about right here? We have a lot, oh. don't we? Wow. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's a good thing we started early. That's why I'm Scott here. Are we sure the Revelation 12 sign takes place prior to the tribulation? Yeah. I was talking with somebody I know who says that it actually takes place during the seven tribulation. How's that? You possible? know, we saw a celestial. We saw a celestial alignment take place in the heavens back in 2017 that happened yes, on the 23rd okay and it never uh, happens again what's that it never happens again it was a one time thing it can't right. happen during the tribulation because that alignment doesn't happen yeah it also right. depends on who the focus of the audience is too is it to the church right. the body of christ prior to the tribulation or is it to the jews or mm-hmm. You know, the well, tribulation saints. I don't think I saw the, the Revelation 12 sign, Greg. So it wasn't just to the Jews. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> so I don't know. So if you didn't see it, that's 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 you between you and, and yourself and God. But I saw it. So I, and I'm not Jewish. So <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to see the fulfillment of it. Robert Breaker saw it. So come on, Greg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So we're going to see the fulfillment of it take place during the tribulation. Okay. John saw a wonder in heaven. There was a wonder. Now, we don't know exactly what he saw. I mean, we do. We see, he says, but did, uh, when these, when the stars aligned, you know, when we, when we look at the, uh, Stellarium, what do we see? We see the outline, the artwork, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when he had looked up, there was no Stellarium. There's right. no screen for him to look at. And for him to understand what was going on, unless, unless he understood the stars, we saw these stars like, well, these stars are great. Well, God's like, let me help you out here. So <laughs> God outlined the stars in a woman, just like we see on the Stellarium. Okay, he outlined a woman, and he outlined the dragon. Out, he, he colored it in so John could understand it. Sure. You know, so we don't, I think that's that, what he saw. Yeah. But he saw the celestial alignment. That's what John saw. It yeah, wasn't you know, below the ecliptic line, too, wasn't it? So, I mean, at that point, it wasn't even visible, really, to, right? 
to the naked eye? I mean, you have to use Stellarium, didn't you? Have to use oh Stellarium yeah, because, well, because because the, the the sun was there in the you know in Virgo at her exactly. shoulder. So yeah. part of the constellation is in the light, and part of it exactly. is after the sunset in the dark. So it's right there at sunset, basically, and so that whole constellation is is going down into the you know and setting. So you can only see technology, huh? part of it. But <laughs> the next morning when the sun rose, you could see the other part in the dark before the sun came up. So right. it was the half and half. It was basically between the 23rd and the 24th of September in 2017. Mm-hmm. But Bob, you know what? I'll bet you that this person who wrote this, I'll bet you the person that they heard that from, I'll bet you the person who said that, I'll, I'll almost guarantee you they don't believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. Yeah, I would say so. They're probably thinking that we're going to be around for the tribulation, that we'll see that Revelation 12 sign during the tribulation. Yeah, we're going to see the fulfillment of it. We won't. We'll watch it from heaven. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, totally, I believe that's what John saw. John saw, but God helped him understand it by outlining it in the heavens. So he saw a perfect, you know, maybe God will show us once we get up there. He's, you know, we get up there and we look at the stars from a distance, okay, and God can just color it in, connect yeah. the dots. Oh, around, yeah. You know. It was I probably mean, he beautiful. has an eye. He had a galaxy that looks like an eye. Another one looks like a hand. I think right. he can do it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. I th- we know he can do it. Yeah, we, uh, I think he I think he can do it. I think he can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Annette's got a question. Hi, Annette. How are you doing? So you want to do this question here? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think about Trump referring to the smart cities? as freedom cities instead? And do you think the SCOTUS reinstall him this year? <laughs> no, I don't. I do not think that SCOTUS is going to reinstall anybody any year because <laughs> that uh, they won't, uh, they won't do that. That's not their, that's not their job and they won't do that. Um, I mean, it actually probably would be illegal if they tried. Uh, it's not constitutional. So um, no, I don't, I don't believe that's going to happen at all. Uh, I, I did not, you know, I know a lot of stuff and I watch a lot of things, but I do not know what she's talking about in regards to smart cities and freedom cities. Do you guys know oh, what I that do. is? Yeah, okay, I Bob, do. you take this. So smart cities are basically uh, little villages where little small little sections of living areas where everything you need has to be within 15 minutes walking distance. You can't use a car. You can't use any form of transportation unless they allow you to get on a train or something like that. But that's what smart cities are. And How's just that because, freedom? Yeah, so just because you, they say it's a smart city doesn't mean you got like all this AI stuff, smart homes. No, no, no. It's just smart because it's not putting on any carbon in their eyes. That sounds so dumb. Yeah, to them it's hey, this is a smart city. There's no carbon. Yeah, but I gotta walk 15 minutes just uh, you know what? What if uh, did you go to the store 15 minutes to go here? 15 minutes to go here, okay, for anything. But what if you have, like, um, and they can track you in those cities, too, okay? But if, let's say, for example, though, you need special attention. You got to go see a specialist somewhere or else you die from some type of ailment. Is that within your 15-minute smart city? No. Then you have to get some type of, you got to go to the government. They have to give you some type of permit yeah. to leave the smart city. So, so I mean, this is coming. All right, let me give you a hot, my hot take on this, Bob. My hot take is that this is dumb. This is not smart. And, no. uh, and anyone who falls for this deserves what they get because Benjamin Franklin said it himself. He's like, those who are going to – I don't know exactly the 
quote 100%. But basically, the, in essence, is people who are willing to give away their freedom mm-hmm. deserve tyranny. Yeah. Exactly. And, they're gonna, and, and you know, that's what this is. This is providing someone else control over your life and telling you where you cannot or cannot go. Are you kidding me? How is that freedom? That's the opposite of freedom. Right. And if, if they can control everybody, they can keep you contained where you're at and track you within that containment. That sounds they have terrible. All control over you. That that does no. not sound good. No, I mean I'm not in a smart city, nowhere near it, man. I'm no, a, I, I want to be in a super dumb city. Yeah, I would be. I would. I, I would. You know, there'd be no food, no nothing. It's like, <laughs> well, what about all the areas that are not smart cities? Well, I guess you all die. Put me on Sorry. the list of the dumb city, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's where I want to go. Here it is. Here's your quote there. People willing to trade their freedom for temporary security deserve neither and will lose both. There you go. There you go. Franklin. He said it much better than I did. Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, so, but in essence, it's like what I said. This is basically like people who are willing to give away their freedom deserve tyranny. I mean, that's, that's what they're going to get. They don't, they don't deserve it, it, it's terrible. And people are, are more than willing just to give pe- other people control over their lives, especially like the government. Didn't Reagan, wasn't it? Okay, now I'll go to Reagan. Wasn't one of Reagan's saying was like the nine worst words that you'll ever hear is, hi, I'm from the government. I'm here to help you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Worse, the, the, the nine words that are worse. Yeah. Nine, <laughs> worst nine words in English language. Yeah. Hello, I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, well, that's what who's setting up these dumb cities. Let's be honest; it's not it's not us. I mean, we're dumb not we're not cities. the ones who go in dump. Yeah, I, but I, I don't know why he would call them call them freedom cities. That doesn't make much sense. Was he being satirical? Was he sarcastic? I mean, yeah, that's the problem with not Trump. Freedom, that's for sure. You that's the problem with Trump. Is like, it, you know, we could see. I mean, I could see right through him. As he did great, he was great for the first. Three and a half years into this uh, seven years of feast. I mean, seven years of feast that we are in right now. And of course, right around 2020, when the Rona hit, you know, everything went straight down. Okay. And he did what he did the greatest thing for his country this country's ever seen. But then he pulled a Peter and did the worst thing this country's ever seen. He brought in the warp speed. You know, once they pulled a Peter, what did Peter do? They had a great revelation. Thou art Peter on this church on this rock i'll build my church and then jesus calls around and tells him to get away from me get behind me satan he pulls yeah. a peter you know well that's the thing right so, so even even the, the ones who you think are good to go can can be deceived though even the ones that you think that are, are not going to mess up can get tricked and like peter was tricked i mean he got this this spirit upon him that was like no and then that's when jesus was like Hey, that's contrary to what the father wants. And I've told you what the father wants. So get behind me, Satan. Stop messing around here. And you got to think that this kind of same spirit went into um, went into Trump and uh, and caused a lot of problems here. Let's be honest. And a lot of people are not happy to this day mm-hmm. with the way he, he treated all that. Um, yeah, I don't know if he can come back. The United States. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a lot of people think that that he's that if we're still here, that he's got a chance to win in 2024 only because 
the alternative has been performing so poorly. <laughs> but there are a lot of people who voted for him before that aren't that don't want to vote for him anymore, mainly because of all that that with the with the uh, jibba jabba. Mm-hmm. So he put well, himself yeah. in a rough spot. Remember, like we talked about this when he when he started doing his rallies again. Whenever he brought that up, that went over like a lead balloon. Yeah, people booed him over people that. Booed him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he wants to bring all the mass public executions and televise them. Yeah, what was that all about? Yeah. No. Oh, wow. I was like, man, you're really starting. Okay, put that mask back on, dude. Trying to slip off a little bit. That, yeah, that, you was, know? Pretty, that was pretty yeah. rough. I mean, uh, yeah. well, I'm pretty sure we're ruffling some feathers here. Oh, well, I'm sure we're going to ruffle all kinds of feathers. But, but look. People, do not trust in men, okay? Don't trust in any man. Of what They're, account are they? Right, they exactly. What a breath in their nostrils, that's it. And, right, and why did he even reach? I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's just, <laughs> I love that one. I love that song too, Greg. Played it just for you, buddy. Thank you, I appreciate it. Right after we took off, it was why did he even reach? We're going to do a landing too oh. after, when we end this. Oh, yeah? We're going to land? Yes. Right. We're going to land too. Bring it in for a <laughs> Go ahead. Can you give a condensed answer to this question right here? How did Bob and Greg get out of Catholicism and come to know one and only true gospel of grace? Very condensed answer. I I was led to the word, actually. I was not led to another book that was written by a Catholic priest. (laughs) (laughs) Some uh, brother in the Lord led me to the word. And he started reading it to me. I said, well, that goes against what, what they're teaching over where I'm worshiping. And I'm like, okay. It's a different and Bible. Then, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, this is crazy. So, yeah, condensed, really condensed version. I was led to the word. How about you, Bob? Same way. I had people, you know, the Lord was after me, man. I could count, like, there's like five or six different instances where people were tracking me down. Mm. trying to sh- share the word with me, okay? Mm. And uh, as, I was like, man, is it, uh, this, this is just everybody out there just want to share the gospel with me? I was like, what's the problem with me? I'm a Catholic. You know, I'm good <laughs> to go. And then, you know, but come to find out the Lord was, you know, trying to reach me. And, you know, I think about other people, like, in my life, you know, that none of them have been approached even once, you know, outside of what I've talked about. But over the period of my life, before I got saved, about five or six times, five different, five or six different instances, people were trying to share the gospel, grace with me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have one; these two guys are trying to share the gospel with me while my friend of my friend of mine, myself, we were playing basketball. I was like, "You want to share the gospel with me?" I was like, "Share it with me while we're playing basketball." You guys came over and started preaching to us while we're on the basketball court. I was like, let's play two on two. So this guy's trying to quote scriptures while he's out of breath while we're <laughs> trying to play basketball with this guy, you know? And that, that was bad. But you know what, though? I was like, I'll let you, you know, I accepted what he had to say to me. Hmm. I, I accept these words as Jesus is the son of God. I accepted what he said. Mm-hmm. And he did the sinner's prayer with me. Oh, okay. Then he left. I never saw him again. Hmm. Okay. And uh, never came back to that park again. He was an angel. So I was like, were they angels? I think they were angels. I don't know. It could have been. You never know. I mean, hey, it said that, uh, you know, the Bible says that we will entertain angels unaware, right? So be careful. So 
be nice to people because <laughs> right, it could right. be an angel. Mm-hmm. Could be an angel. Yeah. I think that I got visited by an angel one time and they asked me for a couple hundred bucks to get something like a bus ticket or whatever. And I said, all right, I'll, then I don't know why I, I would have always said, no, are you kidding me? Are you joking? But, okay. And that was it. Net, never, boom, gone. Could have been an angel unaware. And I realized that years later that, hey, maybe, maybe that was a good thing that I did. Maybe it was bad. I don't know. But I mean, the fact that I actually did it and that I felt moved to do it. I mean, it's a feeling. Yes. And you can't necessarily always trust your feelings. But in that case, it was like, this is out of of the ordinary. This is unusual. Where'd this guy come from? I didn't even see him walk. It was all there in front of me. I know Bob can relate to this when he saw the when he read the word, he can say, vouch that it was like the opposite. Right, everything was yeah. the opposite of yeah. what they were teaching. <laughs> it's the same like, thing. Wait a for, minute, it's the same thing <laughs> for Protestants too, though. Uh, like, we we, we learn things. things too, but as soon as you start reading the word yourself and really digging into it, that's when you see that's right. where your denomination has some things wrong. <laughs> and I think every Protestant goes through that as well. Is that it's not just Catholics. But it's 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 anybody who's in uh, any of those forty four thousand sects, you know that 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 uh, that teach certain things that just aren't aren't right or man made. And then you look in the Bible and you're like, that doesn't exist in here. Right. That's just that's just made up out of cloth. And certainly, you know, when they say, hey, go read the uh, this book by um, Cardinal blah blah blah, you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not another one of those. It's like yeah. it's like the, what um, uh, Zeb Porat was saying about the Jews. It's like, go to this person to get the interpretation, and he went to what twenty five people on that one question, and like none, of, they all had twenty five different answers, and he was just like, "This is if this is really what the truth is, then I want to get out of this truth and find the real truth." Right? Amen. Exactly. Got a question here from Donnie. Donnie said, "AI demons talking to children on being chatbot." Real and evil, he says as a question. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, the AI industry is like a $300 billion industry right now. They predict it to be $1.7 trillion by 2030. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Okay, the global reset. Okay. So with that being, with that being said, I totally believe that these, uh, what we're looking at right now is this artificial intelligence. Yeah, we're, the humans are trying to create it. But I think the life behind it are demon spirits. Yeah. Okay, that's behind it all. It's just demonic spirits. You know, and they're, they're just creating a, they're just creating avenues for these guys to get in there. It's getting, it's getting crazy. You got the robots that look like humans now. You know, eventually they're going to have to have citizenship. And, you know, it's like Star Wars, CP, C3PO. I like C3PO too. I can but, tell um, you this though. If demons yeah. can use these technologies to do it, they will. Yeah. Artificial intelligence. Also, we're, we're not. We're not going to create our, an artificial. We'll create a computer that responds to programs. But I don't know how there. There's a learning program. You know, it's it's not a learning program. It's it's absolutely demonic. A supercomputer. I'm not sure. Is this beyond what I know? Mm-hmm. Okay, but I believe what we're seeing here is like the Azazel. In the book of Enoch, was say, hey, this is how you make this weapon. This is how you make pottery. This is how you make this. Is how you make that. So we're, I think we're looking at fallen angel tech here. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we're looking at with AI. The angels are helping them out with this stuff here. 
And, uh, you know, and I got to say something real fast. No one asked this question, but I know that Bill Gates and uh, the UN, they want to block out the sun. They're, they're coming yeah. out. You guys hear about that? Mm-hmm. They want to block out the sun. Yeah, our government's yeah. all behind them 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's two reasons why they want to do that. I'm, it's about these demons here. One, one is get rid of vitamin D and all that stuff like that. It keeps us healthy. Get rid of agriculture so we have no food to eat. But two, did you guys ever think that when these demons come up, all right, when they don't have to use AI no more, when they come up onto the surface of the earth, do you think they would prefer to be darker mm-hmm. since yeah. they've been in the belly of the earth for thousands of years? Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Do you think they might prefer it to be darker? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good point, Bob. That's a good point. Do yeah. you think that's one of the reasons why God makes the sun shine seven times hotter? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't like the light, huh? Oh, I got and some. It, yeah. Bam! There you yeah. go. Whoa, and it talks go. about a black black smoke coming up out of the abyss, yeah. like a, uh, right? right out of furnace, yeah, right? Come out of the so, out of the pit yeah, that's it's, open, it's, right? Out of the pit, yeah. It's dark down smoke. there. People had near-death experience. It's dark down there, and then God's like, here's your sun. Ah, I'm melting. Yeah. Uh, while dark- you're on the topic yeah, of yeah. technology, yeah, this is something interesting that uh, the founder of Ethereum, which is part of the blockchain technology thing, uh, he, co-founder, describes this thing called soul-bound tokens which are going to be something that represents a person's identity and achievements in the third generation of web that's coming out. So I think that's uh, pretty interesting. Um, now that we're on the topic of technology, on the topic of AI, uh-huh. they want to create this token called the Soulbound token. And it's going Sweet to really to have person all of forever. identity yeah. yes, on it. So that is like your digital id non-transferable yeah which is non-transferable very it's interesting connect to you forever with your identity and achievements huh wow that mm-hmm. sounds wonderful mm-hmm. yeah so other more things to come right to bring us into the beast system so to speak it's just more hubris is what it is man why 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 i mean i just why people want to live here forever man they just want to live like they are right now forever Lord, come or, or or meld with machines, right? But the fact is, is that they want to have eternal life here on Earth, and it's. I mean, there's such a better promise than that, and I, I, that's got to be part of the deception. We talked about that numerous times about the promise of eternal life, Satan's original lie. You know, you'll be like him. You'll be like him. Don't worry about it. You're going to know good and evil, and you'll be like him. You surely will not die. Don't worry. That is a that is the original lie. I mean, that is the straight up original lie, and it's still being told today. Take this and you won't die. Take this and you won't transmit this. Take this and you did da, 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 da. And then now I gotta believe that the mark is gonna be something linked with that. You worship the beast. I'm the I am God. I'm gonna give you life. You take this, you do not die. Mm-hmm. Now that's creepy. That's right. <laughs> that, that's creepy. <laughs> It's all creepy. The NFT's creepy. Demons talking to kids in the computers. That's creepy. Right. That's it's all that, creepy. Yeah, that, that gives this whole uh, cryptocurrency a whole new meaning. I was like, is this going far beyond money? Because a token, it's a it's a digital token. It's a tales okay, from this the cryptocurrency, Bob. Tales from yeah. the cryptocurrency. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it doesn't you remember that show, Tales from the Crypt? Doesn't sound good. 
It sounds oh, all no. bad. And you know what, though? This is just the beginning. This is just the transition. Imagine okay, what it's right. going to be after we're out of here. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say that whoever created, if, if the, everybody knew who actually created Bitcoin, that nobody would partake in it. Mm. Look at that, that. I was like, I'm like fallen angels. That's who created Bitcoin. Somebody wow. had to create that somewhere. Not Pintoshi yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. And why is it so anonymous? What's the secret? Why is it such, yeah. Why so secretive? You know? That does why? not seem good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, B- Sid, where are you? B- Sid. He already B- made B- an appearance, Sid. Yeah. He'd have, worn, he'd have worn out his welcome on this one by now. <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. if Sid was with us and he just says, that does not sound good? Every time we say that, he'd, he'd just be saying that the whole time. <laughs> he'd be exactly. saying more than we do. Yeah, he'd say it more than we do. I like this question here. BP and he says, why do you guys think that it will be a different gospel preached during the tribulation? If that is the case, then God would have to curse those angels. So we're not talking about the angels that are cursed are the ones preaching the gospel during the age of grace. Okay, an angel from heaven can't come down here and preach a different gospel other than the revelation of the Holy Spirit given to us through Apostle Paul, the gospel of grace, 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. Okay, that's the gospel of grace that we live under. What happened with uh, Muhammad in that cave, that was an example of an angel coming down here of Satan giving a false gospel during the age of grace. So he's a curse. We all all get that. We all know that. That Same thing with Joseph Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith, those those apparitions in Fatima, the Garam Bendel, same thing. Okay. It's a different gospel. Mary's going to save everybody. That's a different gospel, isn't it? Different gospel. So what's happening during the tribulation is that it's no longer the age of grace. So all cards are off the table. All bets are off the table now. It's a new dispensation. And the Bible says, Revelation 14, that this angel can now preach the everlasting gospel because it's no longer the age of grace. We're, we're done the dispensation. The rapture resurrection took place. You don't, you don't hear the age of grace be preached no more because there's nobody on earth to preach it. Right, Kevin? None of us are here anymore to preach no, it. God doesn't shut us up. He doesn't put us somewhere and hide us somewhere. On the earth, we're up in heaven now. Yes, a whole plan and agenda for us up there during yeah, this seven period. And as a matter of fact, God has to seal the one hundred and forty-four thousand and protect them so that they can witness. Otherwise, they're going to get overcome and killed too. So there's a reason why those people are actually sealed, and that God seals them up before the, He sends the wrath down because so that they won't get caught up in all that stuff and actually. Be protected to be able to preach. But then you also have an angel flying in the sky that's preaching the everlasting gospel to every person in their native language. So you're not going to curse that angel, that's for sure. But Bob and I gave examples of, um, you know, of that these occurrences happening here where someone says, I was visited by something. And then you tell and then they tell you what their message is. And if it's contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ, well, then you you curse that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that they, they will have their the angel will have their time outside of the age of grace during the seven year tribulation. Yep. So yeah, I can understand why they felt that way in that question, though. 
But it's a whole different thing at that, that time because you've got the mark of the beast and stuff, the things that we don't, that has never happened before, you know, never happened before in the history of the world. There's never been something like that. So, um, that, and that is a, and that's a stark delineation too. You take the mark and worship the Antichrist, you, there's no salvation for you. And so that, that's a that's a that's a big difference because there's no because now today you can do all kinds of things you can believe whatever you want to believe but if you change your mind and you repent you can be saved Amen. if you take the mark of the beast and you believe in the antichrist you will not repent and you will not be saved that's, that's right a difference. It's like that's you a will big not. difference he sends a song strong delusions so that they will believe a lie that they will mm. believe the lie and the lie mm. is that Jesus Christ is not the Son of God and that this guy over here says who says he he says he's God. They believe that lie. We brought that up on a previous uptime. Thank you for bringing that up again, Kevin, because that's very important. <clears throat> mark of the beast. You cannot be saved. No. Right. The, the, the mark of the beast is a spiritual seal in itself. Yeah. Okay. You sealed your fate. Okay. But it's a spiritual seal in itself. You know, Satan's going to copy God in every way, shape, or form. He's going to copy the Holy Spirit. I don't understand how it works, but I know it's a form of worship. It's a form of acceptance. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also like a form of a, uh, I've talked about it before, where the mark of the beast is like a man proposing to a woman. She accepts and puts that ring on, knowing full well what she's getting into. Once she accepts and puts that ring on, it's a done deal. Well, it's supposed to be. Okay? Just like us, from Jesus. We, we yeah, but it's not just acceptance, Bob. It's also rejection of the truth. Right. See, it's not just exactly. accepting something. It, I mean, you could say, hey, um, you know, hey, I want this, uh, you know, insurance policy. And nobody else has any other insurance policies that you know of. And you're just like, OK, I'll take it. Well, you didn't reject something else. But if someone says, look, I have two offers for you. You can take this job or you can take this job. Well, you take one job and you reject the other. Right. That's what this is. You're, you're you are accepting this person as God and you're rejecting the true God. Right. Yeah. So there's a rejection yeah. portion of this as well. That you and it doesn't, there doesn't say that you can go back. It does no. not say you can go back from that. So, oh, wait, wait, I decide I do want to believe in Jesus. Yeah. Right. It's and every person that, that accepts the mark of the beast, all right, they will see that angel. There, You can imagine what it's going to be like, Kevin. Yeah. You can imagine what it's going to be like, Greg, when during the tribulation. They're like, what do I do? There's angels saying that if I take this mark, then I'm rejecting Jesus and God. The angel's right there. Right. But then they got this guy here and the, the, the world saying, and this and the spirit in this, the speaking image in the third temple saying this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so they're, they're, they're going to have, when they make that decision, they will know full well what they're deciding to do. Yeah. All right. It's not going to happen on accident. Okay. They're all going to be warned. And that's why the Holy Spirit still needs to be present because you can't do that on your own. <laughs> right. You know, you cannot make that decision on your own. You've got to have, you got to, you got to ask the, ask God to help you. I mean, and, and it says that people, you, you won't even need to know what to speak. You won't even need to know what the words are because I'm going to give them to you. So right. uh, it's going to be an amazing time. Uh, you know, I, I I'm glad I'm not going to be here for it, but I got to tell you that it is, I mean, when you consider all these different factors, what a very interesting time it's going to be during the tribulation. Right. And we, any, any of you talk about rejecting the mark of the beast, that's uh, that's prime seeds right there. Those are prime seeds to be dropping right now. 
prime seats because I mean the going into this next question here from Jay, you know, it's a quick question, Bob or the panel, <laughs> when are we going home? And I tell you what, Kevin. Greg has my Greg, Greg, Greg knows ahead. exactly what to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's when We're we go going home. On the day of the rapture. Okay, yeah. that's when rapture takes place. We don't know when. But you know what though? Um, like I said, dropping those dro- dropping those mark of the BCs might be the, you know, if you, you present Jesus and then follow up with the mark of the BCs because you know we're at that time right now. You guys saw that video I put out where that guy on uh, we laughed about it. The guy that was on Evan Almighty, the police officer. He's yeah. like, yeah. get on the ark now, get on the ark, get on the. No, not this guy. No, nope, yeah. not this guy either. And all of a sudden, he's like, get out of here. And he's like, this guy. <laughs> that was awesome. That's a 2023 watch because that's how close we are. Yeah. Okay. But the fact of the matter is we have, okay, next this month, actually, we have Nassan 1 coming up here in about, what, oh, two weeks? By the way, I we got a report in from, I think it's called Israel Bible Prophecy News. Yeah. That, um, that they live in Galilee. That's right. Uh, that they, this guy lives in the Galilee and his wife has barley and it is ripe. And she is going to be able to make a, a, you know, a wave offering uh, coming up here. So um, we, the reports are that the bar- barley is ripe and therefore the first day of the first um, month of the year will be uh, March 22nd, if the moon is sighted on that night in Israel. Oh, here we go, folks. All right. Come on. So, Bring it on. It, you know, we could, it could be day one. It come could on. be the whole thing where we're here for six months and the days are shortened. You know, we're going to go through that dance again. I don't know. But uh, something is coming because if you watch Robert Breaker's video, all right, Watching him explain that video, I highly recommend watch. There's a, I can't remember the video. It's a recent video he just put out like yesterday, something like that. But uh, I have to look it up. But uh, man, with that, with that Revelation 12 sign I talked about happening this cycle, and it's a, it's a once in a seven thousand year, once in a forever sign we're ever going to see that took place during the, the the cycle with the greatest economic boom the world's ever seen. Boom. That's a confirmation of that seven years of peace right now. All right. Mm-hmm. So that all happened this seven years. And now we're going into World War Three. Come on. Come on. Oh, man. Yeah. We got we got we got Biden back in uh sending troops to Taiwan. And you know, that's a red line for China. Come on, man. Come on, man. What? You're screwing everything up for everybody. That's okay. We have to go home though. Okay. So He's going to, they're sending troops to Taiwan. That's the red line for China. So, guess what? They're going to do an EMP, whatever, here. Okay. And that's all, basically, with all that stuff, without getting into all that, we go like another four hours on that. But, but you're, everything we're looking at with the global reset, all that stuff, that's the four horsemen. That's the B system getting ready to rise the next seven years. And we had this Revelation 12 sign take place here. Okay. And now we got this new seven-year cycle, and we got what happened to Israel's uh, the temple movement. Have uh, has Ben Giver given them the okay to start sacrificing on April fifth? Haven't heard anything about that yet. Maybe mm, right. 
No, no, I haven't heard anything about it either. No. But um, but we do know that they bent the rules in order to be able to sacrifice them whenever they want to. So um, they're going to do it whenever this thing starts up. I, you know, mm-hmm. uh, look at there. Annette says it in chat. She says the rapture train has no brakes. This is not going to slow down. Okay, this whole this whole thing is not going to slow down. It's speeding up. It's getting quicker and quicker. That's what Jesus said is going to happen here in the end. And we are seeing that happen. And we are seeing everything come together very quickly over the last few years. And it's yeah. coming together very quickly right before our very eyes. Okay. We, we cannot dismiss that. We cannot say this is not happening. We are seeing this happening in motion. Okay. We can see the depravity. We can see the debased minds. We can see the train wrecks. We can see earthquakes we can see pestilence we can see all these things happening we see wars rumors of wars and not just little wars either we see rumors of global worldwide thermonuclear war okay mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. ultimate in war we are seeing that brew right now so look we can't dismiss all these things and that's just what we can see and then you put timelines on top of it, and we've talked about timelines, and then you have a convergence that you simply cannot dismiss. Mm-hmm. You have World War One. They had a they get level up, Balfour Declaration, World War Two, they level up with the rebirth of Israel, World War Three, you see Israel have global control of the earth when Jesus takes over the earth, returns with the armies of heaven. So it's Every, every everything's in place. It's just an incredible, what an incredible time! Oh, yeah. to be alive right now. What yeah, is incredible, incredible. amazing? Thirty two hours, Greg. We need another hour to get through like half of these questions. Mm. We can bring them up definitely next week if we're still here. Right? <laughs> if yeah. we're still here. Um, if we're but, not censored. If we're not <laughs> if, if 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 there's a lot of ifs, yeah. right? But we have to kind of do that now because, I mean, I think we are feeling all we're just so close. So when when are we going home, Bob? We're going home really soon. Let's put it that way. I feel like we're going home soon. But we don't know exactly which day, but we do know it's on the day of the rapture. Right. We don't know when the split second in time is going to take place. All I can tell is that the road is out in two weeks. Right. So whether God builds us a temporary suspension bridge, something happens here. He sustains us going into this time. Hand restraint, days are shortened. You know, right. that could happen. Watch. We go all the way to the Feast of Trumpets. I mean, if we're if we are here and there has not been a nuclear war yet, which is the, the, basically the only option that Russia pretty much has left. Seems. Okay. So, and wrapped, of course, right. we talked about nuclear war, atomic, atomo, the moment, the twinkling of an eye. And the fact that the in dreams and visions I've chronicled here for the last 10 years, mm. the rapture resurrection takes place coinciding with a nuclear war. I've seen though, I've seen about three or four dreams like that of my wow. own. So as I you know, I don't think God showed us all that for nothing. It seems like a real real possibility. And right now I would not discount that at Wouldn't all. Discount because, it. Yeah. No. Right. If everybody right. was at peace and there was like no talks of anything and we and nukes didn't even exist or anything, it'd be like, what are you talking about, Bob? You're way out there. But I mean, I don't think anyone could say that what what you and other people have seen can't happen. You can't say that. 
Right. Well, NATO said, you know, the worst thing they did was uh, that uh, Ukraine, uh, the Ukraine uh, proclaimed that they will be a part of NATO soon. Or the United States, Biden said it, they will become part of NATO. Somebody did it. And, of course, you're not going to have NATO, uh, Ukraine become a part of NATO, where they could set up missile batteries 400 miles from Moscow. Yeah. That's not going to happen. No, no, it's like, it's, to, a, it's like 30 miles from Crimea. I mean, there's yeah. no way. I mean, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Ain't going to happen. No. And the fact that one, one thing I'll close out with this is the fact that that apparition in Fatima and Garen Bendel, that apparition was like, you know what? Russia has to be consecrated to my immaculate heart. Yes. Really, Russia? All right, what about China? What about Denmark? Pakistan? What about Iran? What about America? Spain? Venezuela? Nicaragua? No, no, just Russia. Just Russia. Just, everybody else is cool. Just yeah. Russia. Russia is just the problem. Russia. You the know they changed that message, Bob. That. Yeah. You know What's they changed that? that message that from the original, right? Because the, they were fighting com- communism at the time, and that's why they, they changed it to say Russia. Well, I hope so. I you should, yeah, you, you, yeah, before you do your thing, watch um, Ellie Marzulli's documentary on it because he, he explains that, that, they, that, the, that the actual letter is written differently than the, the original and that they stuck the communism in there in Russia because they were fighting communism during the Cold War. Hmm. That makes sense. Glad but it's, that's why that. it's not Venezuela. Because it's Russia. Because it's they're fighting the, the 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 bear. They're fighting the, the the Cold War against Russia. So Russia needed to be consecrated, which is a bunch of bunk. Because guess what? Communism doesn't exist anymore over there in Russia. It's not there anymore. It exists elsewhere, sure, like in the United States, for example. But I mean, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't exist there. But but, but Mary's not going to consecrate anything. Okay. Right. The only thing I think of is like right now in Russia, you got the number one, the highest, the highest population of Orthodox Christians living yeah. there right now, right. greater than any, anywhere else on earth. Mm-hmm. And they are the counterparts to Catholics. Right. And Mary, Mary's in the Catholics. Yes. Okay. So maybe now that could actually be not, not they're talking about not Russia, the people of Russia, but the fact right. that the Orthodox, the Orthodox Christians. Church. Yeah. Are not part of the Catholic Church. Are not a part of Harlot. They're not a part of the right. You know, they're not part well, of the club. Go ahead. What's that? Go ahead. What were you saying? What? Oh no, they're not part of. They're not part of the Catholics. Yeah, exactly. And and you know what? And you know Zelensky shut down his Orthodox Church, right? So th- that that bastion of democracy, Ukraine. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So for, you know, you're free. <laughs> Freedom from religion there. Um, it's, you know, it's a joke. This is all, and it's not, but it's not a joke, but it's a joke in some ways because it is so ridiculous because we see right through it. And yet the ones who are in the power, they're so deceived. They think they're actually doing the right thing and that he is a, he is the bastion of democracy. How can you be so deceived into actually seeing that? It's like almost, like, by the That's way, scary. guys, I watched the, the latest Left Behind movie, and I can actually oh, recommend it. I can actually recommend it. It, it, it was very interesting, and it yeah. was it actually had a lot yeah. of uh, doctrine. And the only thing that was in there that I was like, what, was when the pastor said that he asked God to leave him behind. 
And then, but later on, because that's not what the book says. The book says that the pastor uh, did just simply did not believe it, that he was just going through the motions. And so he said, so the, but the first thing he told Rayford was that he told, why are you still here? Well, I told God to leave me behind. But then after that, he, he said, I didn't believe it. And so I don't know why they put that first line in there about that. But that that listen, that's the only thing I really had a problem with the whole movie. All right, so well, good, nice. It was a decent movie. Yeah, good. That's great. I want to see me it. behind. Leave me behind, Lord, so I can help lead people. That's what he you. said. I was yeah. like, you know, who are those people going to believe? Are they going, are they going to trust in you? Right. While they, all these supernatural beings in Israel pulling fire down from the sky and doing these miracles <laughs> and wonders? Right. Are they going to trust that Revelation fourteen angel? Are they going to trust you? Or are they going to trust that angel? All right, who put okay, that in the like, script? Get out of my way, dude. I don't know who you it, are. It was all, who listen, put that in the script? Line. Later on, he told Rayford yeah. that he didn't believe it, and that was the reason why, and that he yeah. was just going through the motions. So, right. Well, Bob, get uh, get uh, Kevin Sorbo on here. Why don't you, maybe yeah. we can talk get about that. Yeah, well, you can go through okay. Robert Breaker, apparently. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> because I did see his little writing on there, which was interesting because Sorbo started drawing it, and then they cut away, and then a few scenes later, they came back, and the whole thing was there. And I'm oh, like, really? yeah. yeah, that's his I'll chart. Those are and it, it's definitely his chart because he's got those semicircles and the dispensations and everything on there. So. You know, what would be cool that if I see some guy get on. They have some computer guy like myself making <laughs> charts, and they use one of my charts. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I like I do donation to feed my sheep today. You know, don't you know. Don't give it to me. Give it to the feed my sheep today, at least. You know, we really truly brought uptime overtime now to the to the masses. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we should bring this in for a landing. Uh, yeah, but yeah, thank you all for coming on, and Lord willing, we'll be back next week. And uh, keep looking up. God is good. Jesus loves you. We'll be praying for you. You're on the prayer list. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in for over two hours. God bless you. <laughs>